0: front of a live studio audience at the studio 21 podcast cafe this is the united podcast network
1: welcome to the great american collectibles show heard wednesdays at six thirty p.m eastern on psa.com and the psa facebook page the great american collectibles show is brought to you by psa and the national sports collectors convention Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli.
2: I like that music. That's very nice. cool, Isn't yeah. it beautiful? Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. All right. Let's
3: get on with this
2: <laughs> Hey, David. Go. Now, there's a picture of Rico here, and I can see his hands, but I know Rico's not here today. He has a political function. A political function. With a five-star general. Brigadier. Brigadier, Brigadier general. general. So, many of you folks know... Not everybody, but some of you know that I have another show that I am the co-host of. We've been on the air now for 21 years. It's going to be 22, December 4th. I'm talking. Uh, I like interrupting you. How do you like it? The name of the show is The Sicilian Corner. What it is, basically, it's kind of like, David, uh, an Italian version of Seinfeld. Yeah. Right? I think that's... A show about nothing? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a show about nothing, and we do it well. (laughs) We do. People seem to like it. So, I've asked... My partner of 21 years, a real Sicilian, Mike Lamazzo, you're hurting me, a real Sicilian to join us. Now, I want to qualify this by saying, and if I'm lying here, you talk to me, Mike doesn't know a damn thing about the collectibles world, cards, memorabilia, baseball bats. Um, Correct. Right? Yeah, well, 100%. So I thought, and John Toby, we're going to bring John John is, is on with us. So, John, I'm going to bring you right into this conversation. Okay. The fact that Mike knows nothing about any of this, doesn't that qualify him to be the
3: co-host with me? Let me tell you something. As a Sicilian, he's qualified to do anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're a perfect fit. Yeah, perfect fit. Hey, hey, it's I,
3: an honor
2: to be here. So, listen, my you pal Mike, I, seriously, he doesn't know a damn thing, but I think I feel on. Just to sit alongside of you. What do you You got there? And I feel like I've made it. I've
4: finally reached... What's the name of the show anyway? (laughs) The Great American American
2: (laughs) Collective Show. Now, you got your Rico thing on. Yeah. In honor of Rico. Yep. That was very nice of you. At the least I could do. He's big shoes to fill. Very, very, very nice. Nice man. All right, listen. uh, There's a lot we have to talk about. We have John coming. uh, John's with us now, but we're going to talk to John in a couple of minutes. John Toby from JT Sports. And we have Scott Russell coming on a little later on from uh, co- the Collector Connection. I always screw up that name. But first, our headlines. Mikey, see, this is where you're going to learn something.
4: Do you, do you have a drum roll for that? Or? No, no. Oh, there's no go, drum roll. You just do the headlines. Two, two, weeks, a ago,
2: two weeks ago, a, good, a dear friend of ours, Brian Drent from Mile High Card Company. I met him. Right. We, 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 tape, uh, we do both shows back to back. Yeah. And do you remember that Babe Ruth card that was sitting in front of me? Yeah. Two point four million dollars. He wound up selling it for. Shut the door. There were you can you seriously? Can, yeah, yeah. There were things. Uh, I mean, the Colorado, Colorado-based A Mile High generated five point seven million dollars in his auction, and forty-three percent of that came from the nineteen sixteen M ten one one four Sporting News PSA Babe Ruth rookie card. Two what po- was the grade on that card? Eight? Uh no, I think it was a, uh, John. You remember the grade? On, was it a two? Was it two? I think.
3: Um, it was not a high grade. No, I, I think it was a two exactly. But and it no. went for that
2: kind of money. Yeah, big dough. Yeah. So when you when you like when you get paid, your vig. Um, Wait, for, uh, for explain that. Well, some of the things that you do, like at the casino, at the racetrack. That's not vig. What is it?
4: Well, it's uh, it's a
2: recreational uh, activity. <laughs> is that what you call it? A <laughs> recreational activity. All right, I buy that. Yeah. I buy that. Anyways, congratulations to Brian. Um, again, if you want hobby news twenty four seven, just go to sportscollectorsdaily.com dot com. Our friend Rich Muller. Before we get to John, one other milestone. This is kind of a cool milestone. I feel I'm learning so much. I hope I can absorb all your wisdom. <sighs> This is our John This is our we're entering today our sixth year on the air. This is our two hundred and sixty second show. Absolutely. And we're very, very excited that because of the people watching us and listening to us on the radio and now all these different video cast platforms. Uh, we are entering our uh, six years, and uh, we want to thank you guys, 262 shows. So I was talking to David, and, and Mike asked me, he said, you know, what are your, your, your best memories of the show? And we've had some great memories. I mean, doing the national, traveling, but there's what? One- Does he pick up your fare? He picks up all your costs? Absolutely. Absolutely. He takes good care of us. What the hell are you asking that kind of a question for? I get nothing. Would you, would I mean, would you? you don't even take me to Mathurne. No, forget <laughs> it. You're not going to get anything. Forget it. But anyway. How about breakfast? No, you're out. Nothing. You're out. Um, so we've had some laughs, and there was one in particular Dave asked me that stuck out, stood out in my mind. Uh, John Brogy from The National asked Rico and I to do a commercial, an audio commercial. And so we came into the studio before the show, and we decided to do it. And uh, Ellen happened to be there, so she filmed it while we were recording oh, nice. it on, on an iPhone. And again, it was just supposed to be the audio. So we had to do a couple of takes. David, can we play the first take? Hi, I'm Rico Petroselli. And Thank I'm Tom Zappler. Don't you, pay any attention to I just said <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, you say, don't pay any attention going to say Oh, it, you're going to say Take two.
5: I'm Tom Zaplo. And I'm Rico Petroselli. Join us at the National Sports Collectors Convention from August first through the fifth at the IX Center in Cleveland,
2: Ohio. We're gonna be broadcasting the Great American Collectible <laughs> Show live in the Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> I'm betting you. Son of a oh. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. His his belt was too tight. Oh. <laughs> and then we did it right the last time. There you time. go. I think he got it. Let's see. Let's see.
5: I'm Tom Zappala, and I'm Rico Petroselli. Join us at the National Sports
2: Collectors Convention from August 1st through the 5th at the Ix Center in Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to be broadcasting the Great American Collectible Show live on the Burke stage on Friday, August 3rd, from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop by and say hello, will ya? And we even have—well, we may have a few giveaways. That's the National Sports Collectors Convention. See you there. Now, when JM, when Mallory started with us, right? When he first started with us, John, um, you know, we've been on quite a few years. So here's what Mallory looked like. JM, the first year we were on. (laughs) Now, that's Mallory. Wow, yeah, it is. Now, in six quick years, we have made him a star. Look Look at him now. Look at him now. Look at Mallory now. Wow. 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 You know what a guy. what a yeah. transformation! It's just amazing. It's just
4: like,
6: amazing. He That's looks he like Mister that. Clean. Now. That's what fame will do for you. He does look huh? like Mister Clean. Doesn't he look like Mister
2: Clean? He does look. He, he looks does. like a wrestler. Yeah. He looks like uh, Steve Austin. Who is that his name? Yeah. Oh yeah, Stone Cold. Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. All right, let's get to our friend John Toby from uh, JT Sports. John, we are honored to have you here. Going into our sixth year, you've been with us since day one. Great to be here, and uh, and you've been a blast to work with. And don't forget to our viewers and listeners, we are broadcasting from the studio, twenty one podcast, video cast center. We're on YouTube now. Please, if you go onto YouTube, it doesn't take a lot of work. Just hit the subscribe button, um, and uh, you can go to the Great American Collectibles Show. We're going to be on iHeart Radio. You can listen to us now on iHeart. You say, Alexa, play the Great American Collectibles Show. On iTunes or whatever the hell you're saying, boom, it pops up. There's all kinds of cool stuff. That's but, pretty neat, huh? Yeah. Uh, listen, t- calm down, big guy. All right, uh, I'm trying to control my emotions. You're learning. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a lot about the hobby today. You know something? Why don't you put a hat on? Get the. F- <laughs> what the no. I don't wear a hat. You've never. I've never seen you with a hat I'd on. I've
4: never worn it. I don't even shovel. When, when it snows, do I wear a hat? No. This is no good. You know why so many guys go bald? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> no, this is true, John. You know how many, how many guys go bald? Because they wear a hat all the time. Your head needs to breathe. I'm getting there. I know, but you still got. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm you getting got, there. You got the comb
2: over. It looks. Uh, that is See, a. Nothing goes on the head. All right, fine. All right, John, since Mike knows so much, and before we, we ask I, you. You know, stuff's a smart ass. I do. I know you do. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach you something, and I hope you learn. I'm going to give you an opportunity to purchase. I can't wait for this. I'm going to give him an opportunity to purchase a card that is a collector's item. This is a Donruss. It's a what? Donruss is the name of the company. Donruss, Greg Jeffries rookie card, and this would easily grade out at a PSA 9 or 10. Who's Jeff uh, gamma <laughs> Greg Jeffries. Who is he? He was a baseball player. Doesn't matter.
4: No, no. I, I don't. I never heard of the man. This is signed. Why would? What would I care about an autographed picture? Because for it?
2: it's signed by Staten Island Joe Marino. Oh, that's different. I'll give you this card. This card is a five hundred dollar card. I'll give it to you for two hundred bucks.
4: What would be a realistic uh, <laughs> <laughs> what goal? What can I look for for a return? 15 percent
2: a year? Sixteen percent? Probably probably. We'll talk after you the show. You can't even do it with a straight face. No, we'll talk after you the can't. show. Jeff Jeffries? Yeah, Greg Jeffries. Hell of a uh, ball player. All right, we'll I'll talk, talk many, after the show. How many years? Uh, he played for, well, according to this, uh, this was his second year. He didn't have such a great year. Well, he had a good year. He had a 321, but after that he was a he was a bust.
4: Yeah. So why would I want a side be, uh, card from
3: him? I'm sorry, John. Uh, he was, you know, he came in, touted his... Uh, you know, the next uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, exactly. Great and uh, so let, never, never it, panned
2: out. So let's pretend that he became a Hall of Famer. I'll give it to you for 75 bucks. 75. And it's signed by Staten Island Joe. Yep. You keep that in the back How of come it's not signed by Mr. Jeffries? Couldn't find him. I think he's homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell he That's, is. That's not nice. All right, let's get to he's, John. He's homeless. John Torby, uh, back to Matt. We have to teach Mike. And Mike has some questions, too, that you're going to ask. Um, I'll tell you what really bothers me about bats. Here we go. You're on,
4: you're on a roller coaster I'm, right I'm now. I'm
3: sitting down. I'm go, sitting down. Go ahead. I, I, and maybe
4: you can answer this, or maybe you can't, but when I watch college baseball, those aluminum bats, personally, I think they shouldn't use them, number one, because if a, I don't know if I'm right or wrong here, but... The barrel is actually bigger than a baseball He's player.
2: asking, he, he, John, he's, he's actually asking a question that has some merit. It's, <laughs> Every dog I get it, it's, it's a
3: valid question. Yeah, yeah. it's a valid question. So,
2: I, so what is the answer, John? Why well, uh, I college always? Well, he'll, he'll tell you why. It's an economic thing, right?
3: Well, with college, yes. I, I, uh, it's economic. You know, just, uh, you know, they're not cracking these aluminum bats. The barrel may appear to be bigger than the baseball, but it's really not. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's more dimensions. The The handles on the alum, aluminum bats tend to be thinner uh, than your uh, than your wood bats, the okay. maple or the ash bats. Aren't
2: yeah. right. they mm-hmm. more of a – isn't, isn't there more of a risk factor, though, especially at the high school level? You would think, John, no? The ball no, leaves the – the, I
3: think, yeah. sure, you know high school kids now are you know j- just as big as college in some cases, and you're talking about uh, you know they're allowed to use the you know if it's a thirty four inch bat, yeah, they're allowed to use up to I think with college, they're restricting it as far as how much the negative weight can be. in other words, a thirty ounce bat or a thirty one ounce bat may be the minimum they can use. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's the bat speed. I mean, if they tried to introduce uh, aluminum bats into the major leagues, you'd have some fatalities, you know, of pitchers on the mound.
4: Really? I was reading that the ball actually leaves an aluminum bat Twenty miles faster than does a wooden bat. I would believe that. Yes, I, I would believe
2: that. So, like you said about fatalities, you don't have you don't have the reaction time to move. All right, so so let's let me exactly. let, before we get into these specifics, John, Then one more question: Then why why bring that that whole risk factor down to the little league level? Exactly.
3: Well, you know, again, you're you're talking about bat speed at the little league level. You know, the kids. You know, you may have a big kid here and there. But uh, at any level, there's no question that ball is coming off the barrel of that bat, you know, at a greater rate, you know, even in Little League.
1: Yeah. Wow. yeah. And
3: yeah, I guess you do have to think about, you know, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old kids. You know how at what level has their reflexes developed? Right, I mean at that point in time. You know, you know uh, so. I, I mean that's again, uh, you know, because I,
2: I've, I've seen it. You know, when when, when my son played sure. little league, everybody had their own bat, their own custom bat. It was you know, and
4: they're not cheap either. Well, John, am, am I correct in assuming that in the early eighteen hundreds, uh, people have played professional baseball, if you want to call them that, uh, yeah. when it was the infancy? They made their own bats, right? They had their. Everybody had their own bat.
3: In many cases, it they wasn't did. uniform. Uh, you did have bat manufacturers very early on. One of which was Spalding. Yep. Um, but yes, you know, a lot of the players they uh, used a local mill. Okay. Um, so was
2: was black uh, Joe uh,
3: Shoeless Joe's
2: bat black? Betsy was that handmade, or did, was that made for him by a company? Do you know?
3: Now, are you talking about the original? The
2: original. The original, the Black, original Betsy. Black Betsy. The original Black
3: Betsy was given to him by a friend. Okay? Yeah. And then this, as the story goes, later on, he sent it to uh, Spaulding, and they branded it with the old Betsy... Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, Trademark.
2: Gotcha. Black okay.
3: Betsy, rather the Black Betsy trademark. Right.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. John, you have a ton of new arrivals. I mean, uh, you've had a you've had a banner ban a year. Um, how do you determine the price? Because you're the guy that everybody goes to. What is the value of this bat? How how do you base that, John? That's a good I, mean, question. I mean, I mean, like it, it's. I okay. can. You can have two Mickey Mantle gamers in front of me. And I know one is worth a hell of a lot more than the other, but how is it, the, is it the provenance of the bat? Is it where it? What determines? Well, as that? we were talking,
3: one's fungible and one is not. <laughs>
2: okay, that's a good. All point. right, but <laughs>
5: no,
3: but you know, I'll tell you honestly, the hardest question to ask in the last six months to a year is what's it? What's it worth? Yeah. Because in every auction now, you're talking about setting price records. You know, there is a great amount of interest uh, with uh, new buyers, you know, in our area of game-used bats. And, uh, you know, as an example, uh, a week and a half ago at the, uh, the Hunt event, Hank Greenberg bat yeah. sold for $190,000 plus the buyer's premium. God, and that price is, you know, exceeding, uh, you know, any prior Greenberg sale by at least a hundred thousand. Are or you more, kidding me? Twenty-five thousand. Um, Don Mattingly, uh, the other night, you know, a nice bat, you yeah. know, on, you know, at yeah. the other end of the scale, <clears throat> but still, the bat went for twelve thousand over twelve thousand dollars. When Mattingly's bats you know. uh, at that level are just a few thousand bucks you know at best so
4: john i just uh, saw that a Clemente Gamer bat went for 36000 is that right that's
3: correct and wow. that bat, honestly that bat was not really a premium bat
4: how do you like that huh all right uh, I, I, all right no yeah, no i mean yeah. I'm no, no, no no you did a little no, research good, good. you, no, you know, did something. a little research come on put it he, on he, me he put, it put it on he me brother. give me a little bit of love here now that you're on
2: saying you're saying that wasn't a premium bat so a, a, a Clemente gamer that today in today's market is a real premium bat. What are we talking? A hundred grand? One hundred fifty grand?
3: Uh, well, it depends. And again, we're we're getting back into the you know the nuances of bat collecting. Is everything from a a game used bat of a player would say light game use? Yep. Which is going to be in that seven area. As opposed to, you know, now we move up the scale to something that may be recognized by an autograph on the barrel by Clemente. And then moving up further, something that may be autographed and also attributed to uh, a key hit in his career, the World Series. Uh, so you can have something on Clemente running anywhere from, I would say, twelve to $15,000. Amazing. all the way up the scale to 100,000 or more.
4: Wow. You know, I wanted to ask you, John, why did you get so specific, like, in, in bat that's collectibles? A, that's a good question.
2: Never so asked what, that. What that's a good questions.
3: What's, why? What's the interest? Two good well, questions, John. You know, as, well, growing up, okay, you know, I played ball. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm not major league, you know, obviously, but, uh the, you know, the love affair, if you will, you know, with a baseball bat for kids that play starts when you're in a little league. Absolutely. So you always right. have your bat. You know, you yeah. move up to Babe Ruth, to Pony League, etc. cetera. Um, and it's a very personal collectible. Okay. And the first time that I received a bat from a, a bat boy, that's how I started it was clear to me that that this was real memorabilia as opposed to a baseball card.
2: There was DNA on it. There was right. right That's correct. Right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: By the player that yeah. hits. Yeah. Um, and there was a handful of us back at that point in time who recognized the same, uh, you know, qualities of a game used bat. Okay. And, uh, just since then, you know, you know, people got involved. We got more involved with the, uh, the history of them, with the dating of them, things grew, and uh, here we are today with uh, bats selling for literally millions of dollars.
2: Well, you know, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, you were such a help when when uh, we wrote Legendary Lumber. Uh, that intro page of yours was just spectacular, and you and Vince um it was just uh, really well done and you Thank re- you, you kind of set the tone for the whole book so and we won a gold medal by the way we won a gold medal all right listen that uh, john toby's in the house from jt sports we're going to take a quick break when we come back a lot of bat questions bat questions i hear that's you, the I, thing you, that not the thing you throw the thing you hand in your hand
4: in the little league right First four games, I hit five home runs. Never hit another one after that. (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll be right
1: back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784
0: for more information. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, everyone. I'm Rico Petroselli, and
5: I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLB, PA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com.
7: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction & Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return, on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Mikey boy. Yes,
2: sir. With the holidays right around the corner, eBay is the place to go for all. And I repeat, all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more.
4: Hmm.
2: Whether it's a gift for that special someone.
4: Yeah, like cool.
2: Like if you want to buy me a gift.
4: I'm going to buy you a gift buy you if you want. You're the host of the show. You should be buying me
2: a gift. Oh, you I'm ju- helping you. Oh, you just want to add to your collection. eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra holiday cash. Wow, two hundred—that's a deal. Two hundred—that's a deal. I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. All right, listen, before we get back to John, our giveaway today, why don't you hold that up, Mikey? There we go. This is, a signed, this is a signed Rico Petricelli. This is the famous picture of Rico catching the Rich Rollins pop-up, and it's signed by Rico, Rico, and the Red Sox clinched at least a tie for the pennant, and an hour and a half later, they clinched the pennant watching the Detroit game in the locker room. I remember that. And we're going to be picking out of the... Famous Staten Island Joe Marino museum bag. This guy Marino
4: has quite a footprint in the show. It's huh? a hot
2: bag. He, he, he bought this on the gray market. Sent it to me. Really? Yeah. All right.
4: It's enough. Enough. I you like, like those it. Italian? Like you like these Italian players? Like the- Italian players? Let me? Hear. Are you kidding me? Joe DiMaggio. You got Rico. Uh, you got Johnny Antonelli. It ends. If in oh, <laughs> a vowel. seriously,
2: what the point. hell is there not, That's to, a l- good point. What's there
4: not to like? That's right, a good point. That's, That's good exactly
6: point. right. <laughs>
2: All right, listen, let's get back to John. Um, John, the classic bats, the slaughters, the uh, uh, Eddie Murrays, the
3: uh, uh, who else? The classic bats are real hot right now, aren't they? They're very hot. Um, it seems the bigger the name, uh, the higher the price, the uh, price. There's a uh, there's a demand. I mean, we're getting you know, and see that's also driving the price. You know, Tom, I get calls weekly for uh, bats of Willie Mays, bats of Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking for we have a few customers looking for Babe Ruth, and uh, you know it's not something uh, that you can pick up the phone and just uh, order up. Right. So when they do become available in a public format, like an auction, like at Heritage or Golden or Leland's or any of the other top quality auction houses, they tend to be setting records. It's really it's an exciting. Let's
2: follow time. Up, just a follow up, Mike. So let's let's take Mays. Let's use Mays as an example. Yeah. Will you know? Willie's ninety years old. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he'll be with us for a long time. But you know, I mean, he's at some point in time. You know, he's he's going to be leaving us. Yeah. Does a bat? increase in price after a play like Aaron when Aaron passed did his bat spike in price
3: well when Hank Aaron passed there was a influx of calls for his bats. uh the bats that really and Hank Aaron you know was is you're we're talking now an icon right so a lot of the you know the value of his bats had already been realized um you know, while he was living, but what does spike is the, the bats again, that are inscribed.
2: All right. Okay.
3: That might be autographed that might be inscribed. Um, you know, Willie may and Hank Aaron, fortunately was a, a signer. Okay. He would sign his, you know, his game used bats, but then on the other hand, you take a player like Willie Mays, very difficult. Okay. Very, very difficult. Uh, Mickey Mantle went through an extended period of time. Where he did not autograph uh, or sign bats. Neither
4: did Ted Williams in his latter years, right? No, Ted that's Williams correct. didn't sign hardly that's at correct. all.
3: correct. He
2: signed everything but bats, correct?
3: That, no Everything bats. but right. right. And then uh, there was a period of time where, uh, you know, towards the end of his life, the last couple of years, he was charging, or I should say,
2: his son John
3: Henry, yeah. yeah Oh. $5,000 okay. to sign I, I, a bat. To sign, just to sign the bat. Just to sign a, a bat. That's incredible.
4: Yeah. You know something? I thought you had a sweet gig. Really. <laughs> I really did.
2: Bat business, baby. I mean, that's
4: unbelievable.
2: John, what is, you've been in this industry and this hobby a long time. What is the, Can I, if, and if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. What is your one biggest sale of one bat? Can can you Can you share that with us?
1: <laughs>
2: okay on I like this let let the no right, name, let, no me, names. let me restate the question. Can you share your one biggest sale that was public that kind of everybody knew about rather than a private sale? does that add anything yeah.
0: to well
3: it? <laughs> let's let's just say this let's just say that with the evolution of the hobby, okay, which I think is more in keeping with what's going on. <clears throat> Pieces that were valued not too long ago below a hundred thousand dollars. And the I'm talking now about yeah. icons. Yeah. Cobb, Ruth, yeah. Garrick. These bats are changing hands in seven figures.
2: Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> it's it's you know and that's that's on that's privately yeah sure but these are these are collectors who you know have a you know they they're looking for a particular piece and they're willing to uh you know pay the price to bring that out of a collection yeah. um it's really uh it, you know it's really a credit to uh to the rarity of what of the, these the
2: are. You know, I got a call. Uh, this is going back about a year and a half ago, John. I think I told you this. As a matter of fact, I, I'm not going to obviously tell you who the individual is, but you may right. have sold him the bat at some point. I got a call okay. from a collector, a private collector out in California. And he's—he was a—he likes you know—he's—he—he he read hes read all our books, Ellen and I. He's a fan of of, of, our, of the mm-hmm. books that we wrote. So he called me up out of the clear blue. But blues. most of your books, though, Tom, have been on cards, haven't they? No, one one bad book. One bad one bad book, and um, he said, "What's the name of the show?" The Great American Collectible Show. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a
4: pleasure to be here, John, with you. I just want you to Thank know
2: that you.
3: pleasure to be here with you. <laughs>
2: Basically, the, the call was: uh-huh. I have Yaz's triple crown bat from nineteen sixty seven. So uh-huh. you know who that you know who that individual is.
3: Yes, yes, I do.
2: So we spoke, and he said, "I'd like to ship it to your house because Yaz he only does a signing now once a year in Burlington at the Burlington Marriott or one of those places." You're right. Yeah. Right. So 120, 120. he said, "Can you get it?" Signed for me And I said Hmm This is a monumental task here Hello Rico Rico (laughs) I said (laughs) Rico I said Rico I I need a favor (laughs) My man My man I said uh, Yaz is going to be At the He says I know So he called uh, I can't remember the guy uh, Dick What's his name Uh, Dick Gordon Dick Gordon He called Dick And Dick had just passed So it was Dick's wife And she said "I I get the bat at my house and I'm just holding the bat. Oh, I'm holding the bat. Ellen took a picture of it. I don't even know he knows. I don't if he knows that I have a picture of me holding the bat. But anyway. Uh, brought the bat down. There's 1,000 people in line. She says, go up to the front of the line. We went up to the front of the line. Before the, the doors open, they bring us in. Carl is sitting there, John. He had an oxygen mask on. Uh. I mean, he, oh yeah, yeah. He's he was a heavy smoker, and he's he's he was like Remy. Like Rico was telling us about Remy. Every time Remy was off camera, he had an oxygen mask on in the booth. And Yaz, I mean, he was like uh, he wasn't the most personable guy. I got to tell you, he uh, I, he I,
4: didn't come across that way on TV when he
2: played. I know he didn't, but I mean, a, a Dick's wife uh, said, you know, this is this is your triple your your, your your bat from 67, your triple crown year. And uh, she introduced me. He never looked up. And all he said was, after he signed it, tell Rico I said hi. <laughs> and that was it. Well, <laughs> out the door. Out the door. And have a nice day. Now, John, what yes. is the value of that bat?
3: Well, I mean, that's definitely a, uh, an auction item, if you will. Yeah. But uh, I would say, you know, and again, let's drop back to what I just said. Hardest question today is, what's something worth? I yeah. mean, I could tell you that that bat, I think, is probably going to exceed 25000 Really? Oh, yeah. And, really. you know, Yaz is not, uh, you know, there's an ample uh, supply of his bats a bat. out there. Sure, sure. But yeah. that type of bat, that's the bat that every collector wants, a bat from his Triple Crown year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, wow. very collectible item. You know, any player who has won the Triple Crown, when you can focus right on that Triple Crown year, takes on a whole, you know, it's it's a bat in itself, by itself. Yeah. So that you know, might yeah. be 25 to 50, maybe, you know. Really? A, uh, a realistic number, yeah.
4: You know, I, I know my knowledge of uh, the bat collectible industry is very minimal. No, what really. What happened?
2: Huh? Nothing.
4: <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> no, oh, no, get it out of your system. I said, no, really. Oh, is that what you said? That's all saying? I said. All right. I want to ask you, John, if a bat is cocked and it's signed,
2: does that diminish its value well, or enhance well, it? Well, or? That's a good question, because would somebody who has a cocked bat sign it?
0: <laughs> that's well, not, you know, that is a good rare. question.
2: <laughs> right? No, because <laughs> because that's what I'm here it's for. An, it's, an illegal illegal bat, though, Mike, it's an illegal bat, though, Mikey. It's an illegal bat. Huh? The cork. Bat. I know it's illegal. So who's going to sign it? They're not going to own up to it—that you had the bat cooked. Who's going to sign it? Although you did, sh- you did You'd show us a corked bat once, Rico and I. That was yes. jaw dropping. That that's, we will.
3: That's n- correct. We will not. There's, you know, as far as, <laughs> l- let's let's say it this way. I think if you approach a player and tell <clears throat> him, by the way, your bat—I have your corked bat here. I don't know if the player will sign it. Right. I can't say. There's yeah. only one player
5: <laughs>
3: who I know that would sign it, and he'll remain nameless. That's correct. I bet okay. you Steve Lane would sign it. Yes, <laughs> Steve. They'll Lane. remain nameless. Steve Lane but buys no, his book. generally, body. you know, generally because it is a corked bat. Yeah. Uh, they tend to be, uh, you know. Uh, other than being corked, you know, there's not a lot of identity that goes to the bat. You see them, there's not a lot of player numbers on the knob. Uh, and that way, the player, in the event that, you know, the bat ever pops up, he can... We have a disclaimer. We have a <laughs> disclaimer. Correct. There you go. It's not there's mine. A large disclaimer. That's correct. Hey, John, uh, I noticed that you have a,
2: a, a Manny Machado rookie bat. And is, is a rookie's bat more valuable than him five years into his career
3: yes in a word yes yeah uh, there's a, again there's a uh, collector base who focus on bats from that era rookie bats yep and also uh you know as, as far as modern bats it may be a little different because there's a sophistication even with rookies now that there is a market for their game used equipment So there tends to be more rookie bats of current players than you have rookie bats of, say, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, uh, or any of the uh, older players. Because simply uh, at the time, you know, know, when they're rookies, they don't become the players that we recognize. Right, right. You know, know, DiMaggio isn't DiMaggio until... Late, you know, late thirties, early forties. Right, 40s. absolutely. I mean, yeah. pitchers, right?
4: Pitchers notoriously can't hit, but are their bats worth? That's like a, you get Steve Carlton. Now yeah. he was, he was good. He, a could good pitcher. Yeah. he could hit. He uh, could uh, hit. Is a pitcher's bat? Ha, does if it's that signed, intrinsic value to sign.
3: Yes. Yeah. There's, that? That, you know, there are again. There's collectors for pitchers' bats. You know, we have uh, a couple. They'll uh, just specify know, the business with us. That's, 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 interesting. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And they tend to be rarer than uh, your, you know, your position players, simply because yeah, it uh, hardly used, John. That that's correct. <laughs> and a lot of players will use a bat of another player. A lot of pitchers will use a bat of another player. Oh, okay. And in the fifties uh, and sixties, during that era, mm-hmm. Louisville Slugger actually made bats that were barrel stamped pitchers. Oh, with their names on it. Oh. No. Oh! 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 Pitchers name, just just pitchers. says
2: Pitchers, Wow. Yeah,
3: just pitchers.
2: Interesting. Yeah, they that would is.
3: would be you know common models sure. like an M one ten or a K fifty five. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. John, you repair bats, correct? We try, but no. My question is: you mean it, restoring? Well, yeah, that's what yes, I'm saying. If, if I have if I we have do. a cracked bat or a, a gamer that belonged to, I don't know, anybody, Jim, DiMaggio, or even uh, Manny Machado, why would I want that repaired? Isn't there more valuable, isn't the bat more valuable as is?
3: Well, this is, you know, I'm going to be swatting a beehive here. Um, there's a, a large contingent of collectors like the bats as they come right off the field. So they would not like it repaired.
2: Yeah, I mean, I that would make sense. Yeah.
3: Okay. That but then again, sense. you have another large contingent of collectors who prefer the bat being repaired because one, one of the first things that people do when they come and see your collection, they pick up the bat, they want to swing it. All right. So it, you know, it stabilizes the crack.
2: Oh, okay. Makes sense. And, uh, that
3: makes sense. Yeah. And then when we uh, authenticate a piece like that, it is detailed right in the letter of authenticity that a handle crack has been repaired or a knob chip knob has been restored. So it's, it's it really depends on the collector. Interesting. Do we yeah. have a, a commercial coming up? Or? Yeah,
2: we do. It. We, yeah, we, we have about three more minutes with John. Okay. Three, four uh, minutes. Four I, I minutes. just
4: wanted to ask you, John, uh, pine tar. Yes. Uh, I Love know it. there's Love regulation <laughs> of how much tar they can go up in the back, right? Correct?
3: Well, there is and there isn't. <laughs> okay. Are you Italian? <laughs> <laughs> there is and there right. isn't. It's Just checking. it's the spirit of the rule.
7: It's okay? the spirit. Well, um
2: so the George obviously the Brett thing uh was yeah. that you know, George Brett, yeah. remember when that yeah, happened yeah. Uh-huh. and he rushed. Um you've you've handled that bat, right? Or
3: uh, well, we've put it this way we're handling bats. You know, I have bats in the office right now that make that pine tar bat look like there's no pine tar on Really? Yeah. And not only that, but the tar not only goes up to the center brand, goes beyond it. You know, oh. Brett's hands, you can see his fingerprints with tar all, <laughs> all over the barrel. The
2: really? Um,
3: the yeah, it was my, an
2: 18-inch rule for grip. before, it, so so it the bat was, doesn't so the
4: ball doesn't get loose and go in the stands. Right, uh, the bat, the bat. Rubber. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, it used to be 18 inches from the knob up to, up the handle. Interesting. And Billy Martin forced the Empire's hand, right, by asking what him to examine the was. bat and call it. That was when there was a written rule for 18. And inches. And that's
2: when he came out. It went nuts. Yeah. Hey, John, um, I wanted to ask you because we have a, about two minutes left. Um, when we were at the Philly show, Ellen and I, uh, we had the honor and privilege of uh, doing the photo shoot at Mike Hefner's house for the who new is, book. Who is Mike Hefner? Mike is the uh, president and CEO of Leland's Auctions. Oh, wow. John, his bat collection was jaw-dropping. Tremendous. I mean, jaw-dropping. I, yes. I was When I walked into that room... I was like flabbergasted. Just an outstanding collection of bats. And not, I'm yeah, not my, talking 10 bats.
3: No, I, I've been there. I've seen the collection. Um, look, Hef is a, you know, he's, he's a hobby legend. He is. One of the more respected individuals, you know, in the business. And, you know, he has an eye and always has been for quality material. I was just you've been you've been to the house. Oh yeah. So you've been he through has. those
2: rooms. You've been through the rooms. Yeah. I mean we he were there yeah, it was just I, I, we were there for 6 hours and I, Ellen, Ellen had to pull me out of there. I felt like I was in the Hall of Fame. How many items Tr- would you say? Oh, he, he's how many bats Yeah. or items?
4: Oh, I uh bats.
2: Oh, he's got to have hundreds, uh, several hundred, uh, yeah, at he's, least. He's a got a tremendous. Oh, he's got he's got bat. Ra- it's, it's five rooms. It's just amazing. Yeah, five
3: rooms, strictly for collectibles. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He and the, see Heff. The great part about Heff's collection, he has not only baseball. <laughs> But it goes from baseball to wrestling, you know what I mean to rock and roll.
2: Oh, and, wow, and every area. I had the honor, I had the honor, tremendous. Ellen took a picture of me wearing Randy Macho Man Savage's hat. <laughs> right. no. Oh, god, he's got a rack. How
4: come I've never seen it?
2: Because she just took it a couple Friday. of Friday. Listen, she, she he has a rack, a, a huge rack of costumes that belong to just about every wrestler that ever wrestled, from Killer Kowalski to Haystacks Calhoun. Andrea
4: the Giant. All of them. All of them.
2: All of them. Just amazing. All right, John, listen, your website.
3: GameUseBats.com.
2: Listen, you are the best in the business. Actually, you're the only go-to guy in the business. That I mean, that-
3: Well, that makes me the best.
2: <laughs> Everybody <laughs> always, uh, Toby's name always, whenever it comes to a bat, Bobby's name is always at the forefront. You gotta call John. You gotta see him. You gotta go here. He's the only guy. That's nice. John, before we let you go, do you do any work for MLB?
3: Uh we do not do any work directly for MLB. No.
2: You don't? Okay.
3: No, All right. They have their own authentication department who puts those stickers. And what the about the Louisville
2: America. Slugger Museum?
3: Yes, we do uh we communicate with them. Uh frequently and uh, we have done authentication work for them also
2: fantastic john as always man we love you you've been a great been asset been a to the show and thank you so much
3: yeah and i want to thank you guys nice uh, you've always to been you. great and uh appreciate it very much
2: happy thanksgiving to you
3: thank you
2: no care. actually thanksgiving's over because this is airing next Wednesday i hope right. you enjoyed your turkey there you go <laughs> <come. Zach. laughs> take care Take you john care. john toby from jt sports we're going to take a quick break when we come back Scott Russell from the Collector Connection. Now we're going to talk cards, Mike. Okay. Not bats, um, cards. I want
4: to learn. I'm trying to absorb. I'm telling you, I'm trying to I'm teach trying you to right absorb. now.
2: I'll tell you what 30 bucks. 30? 30 it's yours. I don't know, Tom. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back.
0: My name is Davis. Please consider making a donation to the Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber Cancer Institute and help stamp out cancer in kids. We have all been touched by cancer, but we can win the battle. Please make your donation, and remember, no amount is too small. The Jimmy Fund is the official charity of the Boston Red Sox. Thanks very much.
5: Hi, I'm Rico Petroselli. I hope you listen to my pal Davis and make a contribution. We want to make children's cancer a thing of the past, and with your help, we can do it. Just go to TomZappalaMedia.com to make your charitable donation.
7: This is my fight.
6: you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder, Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades.
1: Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless... National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and College, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America. Who do you collect? Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated
6: online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavali and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic, In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate pristine auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day for more information go to pristineauction.com that's pristine auction the best in the business
5: this is brian drent president of mile High card company is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured for easily replaced personal property homeowners insurance is all most people need But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to CollectInsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
7: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877 606 5263, that's 877606LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best, go with Memory Lane: Okay, we are back. and Scott well, I, uh, yeah, well, well, just
2: calm down.'t wait to watch <laughs> calm off. down. Scott Russell, Scott, first of all, I want you to understand that the gentleman sitting next to me. That's me. Doesn't know a freaking thing about this hobby, this industry. <laughs> He's a total nitwit when it comes to this. However,
4: that's not nice. However,
2: with that being said, nice. if you want to talk to him about Italian cuisine, or uh, Italy, or gambling, the oil casinos, futures. oil futures, breaking legs, breaking oh. legs. <laughs> you, can, you, you, can, you can go to Mike. But anyway... Before we talk to Scott Russell from the Collector Connection, how about our, Yeah. This is a... Uh, this is nice, and it's signed. Signed by Rico. Can, can I can sign you? this? Still? Just Will you hold it up, please? All right, this week's winner, out of the Staten Island Joe Marino, stolen... No, it's not stolen. John... Oh, John Shadell. Hey,
4: John, congratulations. Well, John, no?
2: actually, John is kind of a friend of the show. John runs the West Palm Beach Cod Show. Uh, down in West Palm Beach. Great guy. Congratulations, John. We will get this in the mail to you. Uh, Yeah, John does a great job. Great card show. Can
4: I get one of those from Rico? You're
2: out. Uh, Let's get to Scott right now. Scotty, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. First of all, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, the the audience doesn't know this, but, you know, we were supposed to record this show three days ago. We had some internet problems in, in New Hampshire. That's because we're in New Hampshire. That's probably mistake number one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> That's not w- nice. so Scott and John Tarby were kind enough. Today is actually Monday, and we usually record the show on Fridays. Is today Monday? Today hey, Monday. John
8: and I got to have a nice little conversation. Right. So. John's a great guy. Had you guys <laughs> ever met? Yeah, yeah, it's a Philly show.
2: Okay, yeah, John's a great guy. All right, so listen, yep. let's, let's uh, take us through the auction. When does it end? Because now I'm so discombobulated because <laughs> when does it end, Scott?
8: It ends Sunday the 28th, so all coming up soon.
2: So, all right, so November 28th, uh, this, the auction ends. Uh, you've got a great auction. I do have, uh, I'm, I'm eyeing two cards. Uh, I, I was outbid on two cards. By the way, now this is where you can help me. I can't wait. Can you can you shoot me four thousand? No problem. <laughs> you mind?
4: No. Do you need it now or no, no. I have to have
2: to, you know, will you take care of me? There's a few points I have to add. See? So. He's always he, he he calls it VIG. He's gonna add VIG to it. Unbelievable. All right, let's talk about the highlights of the auction. Number one.
8: Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> this has been kind of a unique auction for us because we have we always have nice stuff. We always have good stuff. We have stuff people want. We have unique stuff
2: yeah. this time.
8: We have stuff that just doesn't exist other than in our auction, which is a, a kind of an exciting spot for us to be. I mean, the first one, and I know you've already seen it, Tom, but uh, yeah. is the, the Rose Company postcard Cy Young. Now, you say, well, it's not unique. I know there's two others, which is true, but this is the only no-team variation. This was the 1909 variation of the Cy Young and it's the only
2: one. Can you hold um, that up only, again? We yeah. saw, we saw, you that showed us great. that at the Philly show. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh-huh. issue. Now, Scott, a card like that, what was the starting bid and what's what your, what your feel? What, I know you said everything. Uh, well, at,
8: well uh, our starting bids, I, I think you know about us. Right. Um, we, we believe in the auction <laughs> process. We have no reserves ever. And our highest starting bid is $25.
2: Now, that card, in your estimation... What do you think? If
8: you're- you know, it's 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 flipping a coin, it's throwing a dart at a wall. It's yeah. You know, there's we have the Matthewson also, which is there's a little bit more history on that one, and there's a few more of it. That typically sells in the three grade, which that also got for around fifteen to eighteen thousand. Okay. So we figure the young is a little bit of a step ahead of Maddie in collector's estimation to begin with, and then the added rarity. So we're figuring 25000 is a, a leaping-off point. Not bad. And you start off at $25? $25. bucks. you
4: are there for four yep.
2: days. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> a <creeper. laughs> You see? That's, wow. That's the way it works, pal. Uh, that's the way it works. Um, what's some of the other highlights, Scott?
8: Um, well, and then the other super rarities are, and this came in late. I don't think you have seen these, actually, Tom. The uh, 1921 self-developing strip cards. Wow.
2: No, I have not.
8: Most of these are the only graded example, and we actually added six new cards to the known checklist. So that is the only graded. Hold on. You're
2: telling, me, you're telling me that there were six cards that nobody knew about?
8: Yeah. Correct. There were 15 cards on the checklist. Our, our find brings it up to 21. Wow. And then oddly enough, with the articles that had been written on the find, somebody else popped up and said, hey, I've got one of those. And sure enough, it was a 22nd. So the checklist is now up to twenty-two. Hey, that's
2: crazy. That that's is amazing. amazing. So
8: yeah, a hundred-year-old set, and we're still discovering them.
2: Fantastic. Wow. Um,
8: the new discoveries too were some Hall of Famers: Zach Wheat, George Sisler. Wow, very cool. So, yeah, it wasn't just commons that nobody had seen before. Very cool. Do you auction off
4: cards uh, on consignment, or ha- so we are almost entirely a
8: consignment? Oh, auction. you
4: are okay. Okay.
8: Yep. I mean, that's what makes finds like these exciting. The, the Rose Company postcards. Tom knows the story. They were a find in a family store in New Jersey. They were shutting it down and cleaning it out, and they found them in a box. Hmm. Uh, these strip cards were in Seattle, and it was a father had passed away, and they were glued into an album.
2: Fantastic. Now so you go Okay. I'm sorry.
8: To any of our listeners right now,
4: if or they viewers. have of viewers, they have something in their house, they would send it.
2: Yeah, they would go see him at one of the shows. but uh, you don't so you're you're talking... have to present it
8: in person? No,
2: well, no, Scott. If, no, if,
8: I fly all over the country right. and pick up. If it's a big collection, I fly out and I rent a truck and drive it home.
2: Right. So you have to, I mean, you can't, you know... Oh. It's not going to be a Greg Jeffries card. No, not especially <laughs> not signed by attorney. No, exactly. No, it's not going to be that. But I'm saying if you have, yeah, they will, and not just Scott. Any of the auction houses, they'll get on the plane and fly anywhere.
4: So, fly. And, and everything, mostly everything is consignment.
2: Uh, I don't know how that works, Scott. Is is
8: is it mostly some con- some auctions do buy to. Sell at their own auction, yeah. Okay. But most of the big auction houses are majority consignment. All right, you've got some Gaudis. You got
2: a Ruth. You got a Garrick. Yep. Uh, why don't you show them?
8: I didn't bring the Garrick out with me. I know that was the one you were looking at. But yeah. I have a couple of very nice Ruths.
2: Now that's wow. hard to get a feel Talk for about how history. sharp now that, that car, is. That card's a great three. That, yeah, that's that's. How much a, is that one right? Well, well, he'll tell you.
8: Yeah, uh, you know, we you know, expect that to sell somewhere in the fifteen to twenty thousand dollar range. Right. And then here's the, the three-and-a-half of the green, Ruth. And that's a really sharp card. That is, that's centering a very is nice a looking card. Out. You
2: know, I asked this uh, question uh, uh, to Brian Drent. And uh-huh. I, 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 I want to ask your opinion on this, too. If a card sure. grades out at a three, right. but has the eye appeal of a four, that card most likely will sell for that four price or a 3.5 price, correct? Typically, yeah. doesn't it sell, sell higher?
8: Yeah. I mean, I, the greatest example I have of it in our company's history is the 52 Topps Mantle we had a couple auctions ago. Yeah. was graded a one and a half, and we got better than a three price for it. Wow. Wow. We got $46,000 for it that's- because it was stunning.
2: Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, what else do you have? We got about a minute left. What else do you have?
8: Okay. No, oh, well, we got some some neat things you don't see every day. We've got some high grade, uh, the W560, uh, five I was right, strip cars. we got a Ruth and seven and a half. That's and these are great, some of the more popular strip cards. Sure. These are actual uh, photos uh, huh? about a Walter Johnson and nine. That's very as cool. As opposed to the crummy cartoons that are on a lot of strip cars.
2: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh,
8: we have a near complete set of the T213, uh, the T200, sorry, from 1913 including the Yankees, which is a tough short print in that set. And that's in a three. And you know, Tom, how hard these are to get. Very to difficult.
2: Them. Very difficult.
8: Um, but then we also have, you know, some interesting memorabilia. We have an 1895 season ticket book from the Omaha Baseball Athletics uh, Association. <laughs> cool. Complete, never used. Very cool. Thing looks like it came off the press yesterday.
4: Yeah. Very. Just
8: unusual stuff. You know, something um, the big difference between us and the other guys, as you know, is if you need that T two hundred six hooks, Wilts, and good for your set, we've got. In the will have auction. Room. and
2: that's the good thing about your auction house is that you really appeal to every economic. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The bu- the yes, budget guy, right. the high end guy, whoever yep. has has it. If he can only afford a couple hundred bucks, he'll spend a couple hundred bucks.
8: Yeah, and we're helping the guy who's trying to build a nice, solid GT206 set.
2: Exactly. Or
8: in this case, we actually have breaks of 33 Gaudi and 39 through 41 Playball. So if you're working on those sets, you can get most of the cards individually. Awesome. So people want to get their bid in. How do they do it? Go to thecollectorconnection.com and click register. And if anybody wants
2: to put a bid in under my name, feel free. As long as, you know, no problem. Just send me the cash and I'll buy the card. Pierce Fair enough. What? Right. All right, Scott, we love you. Take care. It's good seeing you guys. Take care. Nice meeting
8: you, Mike. <laughs> Scott care. Russell
2: from the Collective Connect. Hey, before we go, Mike, yeah. now this ought to be interesting. This, I can't wait. Tell, why don't you tell our viewers and listeners about our friend Joe Drellick and the Philly show?
4: Joe is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I'll tell you, he's unbelievable. Hold on, hold on. You've never met him. You know something? I've seen him on the computer on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I know
2: him. <laughs> okay. East Coast Sports Marketing and hunt auctions. Oh, this, this uh, is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: Why? Right away, I start. All and right. You I'm start sorry. Interrupting me. I'm sorry. Right, we're limited for time here. All right. Go. Cool. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show. Not bad. Uh, you're going?
2: I, I, we go. We just came back. We're okay. not going to this particular right.
4: one. The Philly Show from Friday, December third to Sunday, December fifth, at the Valley Forge Casino Resort. Hey, now his K- ears perked up because it's a casino in King of Prussia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> I do. I, I, I know where it is. Shop over 200 of your favorite hobby dealer boots and over 55,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to present day. To present day. Just read. You don't have to act. Sorry. Sorry. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and often... Forget it. (laughs) That's one of those words. If you want... Authentication. Authentication. (laughs) Yeah. That too. Are on hand to assist your collecting needs <laughs> The Philly show is family friendly And all kids 12 and under get in for free No charge for the kids No charge sports. No vig No sports No, nothing <laughs> Autograph uh, guest uh, to include Manny Trillo Yeah I, I don't know him I know you uh, do Steve, Steve Carlton You know Steve, I know Pete, Pete Rose
2: Jim yeah. Thorpe uh, Thresh- Jim Thorpe is not going to be there He's dead Autograph, guest. <laughs> Jim Tomey. Oh, Tomey.
4: Oh, Tomey. I thought it was up. He's been dead for 70 years. 72. Go okay. 72. Uh, for more information, go to thephillyshow.com. Once again, folks, thephillyshow.com. Very good, Mikey. We Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show
2: is where it all started. All right, Enough. I right, listen, uh, all kidding aside, Mikey, thanks for jumping in. And My by friend. the way, if you ever want to watch the Sicilian Corner, you can go on the Sicilian Corner Facebook. We are on every Friday live, which makes it a lot of fun. Every Friday live from 11 to 12 uh, Eastern time. Mike and I have been on the air for 21 years. 22. 22 years we've been on the air. So uh, we have pretty good time. We follow. have a good time. And hey, a thanks a lot for inviting hey, me on. Thanks I for coming, brother. For, this br- is good, man. Rico, Rico. will. What's the name uh, of the show? <laughs> The the Great American Collectible Show Thank you all for your support Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving And with that being said, happy collecting Take care